Hi everyone, welcome to episode two of No, Stating no, no, this is episode one. No, it was we've... titled episode zero pie. But this is, this, is... One. this is the second episode. Right, but it's going to be titled episode one. So people got you can't... the first episode that we're really doing. This is literally... We doing last time. It's literally just math. What we're doing this it's time. simple math. Yeah, but this title <laughs> is going to be episode one. Okay, so okay, episode I'll one. give in. I'll give in. Hi everyone, welcome to episode one of Stating the Obvious. I'm your host, Viswa, and today we have our three contestants, Pranay, Jacob, and Noah. What do I Pranay, win? tell us something obvious. Uh, like boxer briefs, I still do. Fantastic. <laughs> Noah, state something obvious. Uh, we don't really know what we're doing at all. <laughs> that is true. Cobb, please, state something obvious. It's very obvious to me that this is the first episode of Stating Obvious. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god, Pope. It's a five. Who has cares? And congratulations, you guys have won nothing. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a life. But remember that we have each other's friendship. Okay. Good, 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 good stuff. You got good, that wrong. Good intro. Now let's, now let's talk about Corona. Like the beer? <laughs> okay. Just getting. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I have to say, our last episode, we talked a bit about Corona, and the thing is, the episode only went up recently, which is when Corona has become a very big thing, and I, I, I know what Corona is. Last episode, I did not know what it was, but note that this was like a month ago, and now it's, I just want to correct my, I don't know, any misconceptions you may have of my intellect, but, so... I'm going to tell so just because of my past stuff and all the stuff I didn't know about Corona, a couple of things that I know now is that actually, uh, you know, if Corona keeps on going at the same rate as it does now, you know, by July 21st, everybody in the world will be infected. Well, and I mean, we're all going to need to get, I bunkers. don't think the audience has any misconceptions about your intelligence, Renee. Uh, Okay, well, you're welcome. Thanks, also, I just want to—I think we should probably clarify. Talk about coronavirus, not right? The yeah, brand. but he was talking about it like it's the corona of the sun. It's not just called corona. It's called... I don't, okay. I don't think most people were talking. I don't think most people were talking about the corona of the sun. I think they were thinking of like corona, the beer brand. At least I see yeah, that. Yeah, like... Yeah, come, no, come. I don't. What the hell? Why did you start thinking about the sun? You know, the sun has a corona. Okay, Nobody I know, actually I know. cares, though. Like, I am, what has the sun done that. for us? It gives us cancer. It uh, gives us plants. gives us light. Uh, I guess those are all things it gives us. For sure. It gives us hope. But I think... But I guess my question, my question now to you guys is... Uh, I guess first... What do you think? Why do you think it's become this big this right now? And also, uh, I guess, uh, like, why do you think it's become this big? And do we need to fear anything? Yeah. Okay. Well, why it's gone this way is like pretty pretty easy to explain. The virus is easily transmitted through the air and. There's a lot of people traveling in and out of the infected regions and spreading it across the world, right? So when you have such an easy mode of transmission and people bringing the disease all around the world, 
it spreads super, super fast. And the only way to stop it is like isolation, but that's like super, super hard to do in the globalized world. Right. And, uh, what do you think we should do about it? That is an interesting question because you have a lot of people saying we should just isolate and hold out the disease, which is probably going to be the best measure because the only way we've beaten diseases in the past, like dangerous diseases like Ebola or even common diseases like the flu, is just by letting the body do its work and waiting out the disease. I do think that we still need to develop like vaccines and start working on new research to prevent outbreaks in the future. But in order to prevent this, or in order to get through this outbreak, really the only way is to like wait out the outbreak and to um, just isolate the people and limit as much contact as possible. That's really the only way. What do you think, Renee? Uh, uh, actually, okay, so first, first let me say one thing about how it spreads. I read this interesting thing about how, uh, we're nowadays, like, a lot of the really big viruses that we've had recently are from, uh, animals, right? They're, like, the, these viruses mutate and stuff. And one really big reason, you know, why, uh, we're getting so many viruses from animals is simply because, like, we're pushing out, uh, we're moving into more like wilderness areas. It's not exactly wilderness, but we're like expanding cities, I guess, and expanding communities where people are living into more place, like places where animals used to be. And so we're just getting like more prone to these diseases, I guess, just because we're uh, going into places we haven't been before where there are animals. I mean, I, I think that was definitely true uh, for Ebola, but like for coronavirus, I'm pretty sure it was just because some Chinese dude ate some weird fish and like... No, I, I, it, was from, it was because... So I actually read about this too. Uh, so first it like started in bats. Uh, and obviously like they, they didn't... They weren't they didn't, well, the same symptoms and everything. But it started in bats and then it... Uh, so it like other mammals and other stuff and then it like moved into humans. See, like I think then the big question is like if the Chinese government is telling the truth and like I think most people agree that they're not. Like, they're vastly underestimating the amount of people who are infected, people who have died, which means that, like, Wuhan and, like, just, like, the Hubei province in general, which is where the uh, virus originated, which are currently on lockdown, those areas are, like, those those areas are pretty scary to be in, not going to lie. Just because, like, they're saying they've got it all under control, but, like, at the point where they're, like, building, like, tons of hospitals and, like, shoving a bunch of doctors in there, I feel like things might might be actually a lot worse than they're letting on. Yeah, but I mean, we can, like, look at other viruses, right? We had, like, Zika, and we had Ebola. We had all these, like, different viruses. And, like, eventually, you know, there was, a, there was some fear for, for a while. But after that, it all sort of just subdued, and then we don't really talk about it anymore. I feel like a similar thing is going to happen with corona, but that's just, that's just my two cents. Uh, you know, one also other interesting thing is that... Uh, uh, I just want to say this real quick. It's just, like, about... How, you know how China is reporting numbers and everything, right? So there's like a certain amount of solution you need for uh, to like do the tests, right? And so China isn't producing enough solution to test everybody. And so uh, now they're just reporting the tests that they get positive. But like, for example, say you have a room with 100 people, all of whom like uh, are infected, but you only have 20 tests. They only report 20 as the number because that's only that they can confirm. But uh, in reality, it just may be a lot, lot more simply because we just don't have the resources to do any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, point being, 
if you think you're having coronavirus, if you have a very high fever and a short of breath, wear a mask, don't try and spread your germs, self-isolate if possible, and then go see a doctor, because in the US they can test you pretty accurately for coronavirus if you have your symptoms. You know, have you seen those memes where in China people are wearing like water bottles and like water tanks on their heads? Water tanks? No. Yeah, like, so you know how you wear masks, right? But now they're just wearing like tanks on their uh, heads and walking around just because they don't want to interact I don't think that's any... a meme. I think that's just sad. <laughs> okay, I mean, I think it's also truth, but <laughs> they look good. It actually looks hilarious. <laughs> like, I don't know if you've seen it before. You, you should probably search it up. It actually looks hilarious. I definitely will do it after. Well, so, Pranay, yeah. we talked earlier this week, and you told me you had a very interesting moral question. Would you like to enlighten us all as to what that question yeah. is? I actually, I don't know how I first started, like, how this question came to mind. I was thinking about, like, I don't know, good people, I guess. So, so let, me, let me set up a scenario first, I guess. So say you have this horrible, horrible person. He's like committed mass genocide. He uh, he's like intrinsically evil. Like everything he does, like all his thoughts and stuff, they're like super evil. But then eventually, uh, society has uh, we've like pri- imprisoned this guy, and we've uh, made it so that if he does anything bad in the future, he automatically dies. Okay, uh, but he can he still thinks like. Uh, bad thoughts like he says uh, like i, I want to kill this person or something like that uh now we ship him off into a like a different planet nobody know- has known of him before and he still has this condition where he has to do only really good things okay so on this new planet uh to the other people not to the people who knew him before is is this person considered good because not because he has he like has he has to do all good things even though he is like his thoughts and everything are like super evil. What do well, you guys think? I, I mean, I think that like, well, I mean, personally, I'm a utilitarian, so I think that even if his thoughts are evil, that doesn't necessarily make him a bad person. Just like how you can have good intent, but if you screw things up, that doesn't really make you a good person. But I think that like the the real question is like. Uh, does having those, like, evil thoughts necessarily make him evil in the first place? Because, like, we all have, like, bad thoughts, right? Like, I think it's, like, some kind of, like, scientific term for it. Like, we all have thoughts where we wonder, like, you know, I wonder if I, I threw that rock at that kid, like, right now. Like, we all have thoughts like that, which are, like, aren't very good, but we have them anyways. And at that point, like, does thought necessarily yeah. translate to intent? Okay, interesting. So you say... Like, uh, th- just to clarify also, you're saying on, on this new planet, yeah. he is considered yeah. good. Okay. What about, what about you? So, let me ask a clarification question. Has he ever committed evil yeah. acts on Earth? Uh, on the on the new planet where he is, where we're, this is the planet where we're considering right, right, he but is. What, uh, did he do any evil he, actions while he was on Earth, before he was shipped up, or just thoughts? Uh, yeah, he did. He did evil stuff on Earth, but we're we're not we're not considering his evil stuff. We're just we're just that's just to set up the scene to say that he is like okay. Evil yeah, so I kind of agree with Noah. Then I think that since I think he's a bad person because of what he did in the past, like the evil actions he took on Earth. But if we don't consider those, and yeah. we're just looking at the actions that he did on this new planet, 
I think that your actions will speak like 10 times louder than your words or like your thoughts, right? So since he's doing a bunch of good things, he would be considered good by that planet's standards. And I think that if he was considered good by that planet's standards and like people were recognizing for that, recognizing him for that, that his thoughts would eventually change and he would have less and less evil thoughts because he would see that people appreciate him and his work. I, I think Claude makes a good point that if you slowly start to act a certain way, even if that's not how you are, you eventually sort of become that way. And I, I also just like generally agree with what both of you guys said. I remember it's kind of related to this tangentially, but there is this guy on Reddit who made this post about how he he kind of just said things and did things and didn't have an internal voice that like he spoke to kind of like in our heads we sometimes just think things in our head and we kind of just talk to ourselves in our minds and this guy just doesn't do that i think and i just think that's crazy i, I think it's not, called like, like aphasia or something like that yes i just think it's wild because imagine just how quiet it would be it's just, i i think it's wild so wait so he doesn't he just like doesn't have yeah. thoughts he just does do things. He, he just, just like... does things and says things, but he doesn't give a thought beforehand. So right. if he saw something happening, he would just blurt out whatever, like, he immediately didn't even, like, think about That's it. That's so robotic. Like, his, like... No, like, you know how like, you can, like, think things yeah. in your head, like, almost, like, out loud in your head? Like, you can vocalize thoughts. Like, you can think to yourself, yeah. like, you know, I wonder what would happen if I pour this water down the drain, uh, or whatever. Like, they, they can't do that. And, like... It's actually kind of nuts because apparently, like, they're not aware that other people can vocalize thoughts in their head because we don't really talk about it, right? So, like, people who have that condition, when they find out, they're like just completely amazed because, like, they it's like finding out that everybody has this like sixth sense that like you don't you were never like aware of. That's interesting. Like, I think yeah. Also, the interest like idea of, uh, you know like just not being aware of something just because you just like consciously like don't have either like the capability to think about something is really interesting i read this one book once it was about dimensions uh it's like this famous math book actually but it it like translates it into a story about dimensions uh so there's like this square and it lives in a a 2d world uh i think that's what it's called actually yeah, it was really interesting. So, and so he like travels among different dimensions, and he goes to like the two, the one dimension world where it's just like a like a line or something, uh, and then there's like another dimension even lower than that where it's just like a point, and then he goes above to the next dimension. And it's like, and this, uh, the way he's able to travel is because there's like this third or fourth dimensional being that's able to travel among these dimensions. And so, and this dimensional being like thinks that he is like the pinnacle of dimensions, but the, the square guy who's seen all this stuff, he's like, "What? What? How do you know there's not someone above you? Like you, you don't know that until like they come and like tell you or something." So I just think yeah, that's really okay. Like I want to talk about that, but I just want to go back to the morality question just a little bit because I was thinking about it and, yeah, I, was, sure. and uh, I was like wondering. So imagine you had like a. Uh, like, not just a guy who had, like, bad thoughts but did good things, but, like, a politician, kind of like a Kevin Spacey, like, from House of Cards type character, who, like, has, like, yeah. like who does good things, right? And, like, the policy ta- policies he talks about are, like, good, but he doesn't actually care, right? Like, in his head, 
he thinks that everybody else is stupid and like he's doing this all for like his own self-interest if you knew that guy had those like thoughts of like self-interest but he did good things while in office would you elect him like would you vote for him yeah i mean i don't think it matters if he thinks that it's going to be all for his self-interest because in the end the policies still benefit the people right so even if he believes that his self-interests are helped by getting elected into office and putting all these policies even if he doesn't care they're still helping the people and they're still a good thing for society so i yeah i'd probably vote for that like even if he doesn't care that's not voting for the person i'm voting for the policy in that case yeah, and I mean, everyone does pretty much everything out of their own self-interest. There are very few people in this world who are just entirely selfish, if any even exist. So I definitely think, like, it's fine. Like, everyone who runs for office gains something out of it. That's just how it is. As long as their policies are actually good, I really don't have an issue with it. I feel like that falls under your, like, util perspective, Noah, yeah. about, like, how we should look at things. Like, as long as the policy is good, it's fine. I don't really mind, like, if you're thinking bad things, unless you like take action on yeah. the bad thoughts you have i have a couple of things so uh first so you think uh, say say like say this is like in a more i guess more relatable at, at a level so say you have a person who uh, like the way the reason why he interacts and helps and is like nice to other people is so that person i guess uh i guess like gets the feeling of being good uh <laughs> And so, like, he just, like, addicted, uh, this person just addicted to that feeling. Uh, not, I don't, I, this isn't really a question of, like, do you think this is bad or good, but do you think, like, this person is, I don't know, is nice in, in our definition of, like, person, someone doing something for someone else just to help the other person out? I mean, like, well, first of all, I think it's interesting that, like, uh, this when Jacob, you guys both said that you, you would still vote for that politician. Because, uh, like, one of the criteria that, like, voters talk about, and I think it's especially relevant now that we're getting into the primaries, is this idea of, like, could I have a beer with him, right? And, like, this is, like, kind of, like, this, like, very unspecific sort of criteria. But, like, that's, like, one of, like, the big reasons why, like, somebody like George Bush got elected, right? Because, I mean, he, he's just, like, he's not very smart, right? But he's a nice guy. Like, you can't deny that George Bush just seems like a nice, like, wholesome dude. And like I think like I think that's what people ultimately cared about because um, like while rationally or at least from like a utilitarian perspective, um, you would think people would care about like the policies and how they affect them. Uh, what matters more to people is like whether they actually like the person and whether they trust them. And I think that's interesting. Yeah. So I think one reason why uh, it's like that among us is just because like for debate we've been like. Uh, I guess trained to think about util above uh, most other things and a lot of other people aren't trained like that like if you uh, like if we pose the same like moral question about the guy on the other planet uh, I feel like a lot of people would actually say that this person is not a good person even though he does nice things like his thoughts like disqualify him as being a nice person it's just like from from doing debate and trying to look at everything in util perspective we've just all like automatically been look trying to look everything as as util stuff yeah i mean for anybody that didn't know all four of us we we did debate for four years in high school we all did pf and uh, a little bit of extemp here and there but Ooh. Going, going, back back to, to, <laughs> going back to noah's 
uh, point. I think Pernay is like completely right. I think that we look at politics differently than most people because I think like the average American looks at politics as like the face representing their country. They look at the news, they look at the headlines, and they see, oh, this guy is getting impeached, or he's looking good, uh, shaking hands with the president of, like, China, or whatever, right? I don't think they're, and that's what they're voting for. They're voting for, like, that really good-looking image um, for America out, outwardly to the rest of the world, rather than, like, the actual policies and doing the research and understanding what this guy is actually running on. It's, that's the way you become big in Hollywood. Is like if you have a pretty face and like some decent talent, you can make it anywhere if you look good doing it, even if you don't actually have the raw talent. Yeah, I definitely think that's true. Another funny thing, uh, I watched like a skit about it recently, but it's specifically to do with Disney and how they select actors and stuff for uh, their shows and movies and etc. And basically, you have to be like a triple threat. You have to be good looking. You have to be able to act really well, and you also have to be able to sing. Because if you can't sing, then you just can't be a part of Disney. And also, in regards to like the political outlook stuff about people looking at the news and the headlines, honestly, I feel like that's become less and less important as the Trump presidency has progressed more and more, just because the headlines are just so outrageous. Like, after he said, grab him by the pussy, I was like, that's it. He's done. And, you know, he's our president. So... I think it's just become who can build up more of a cult following than it is who just looks better to the people. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, and like, yeah, no, you have any opinion on that? Yeah, like, no, yeah, like, um, like I think it's interesting how like uh, Cobb said that he thought that it was basically just like people vote on who they like, not like what they research. And I think that like ultimately that's just because like people don't really have like the time and like the desire to actually like investigate all these policies and ultimately i think this whole personality thing is like really a shortcut because uh i mean if you're if you're like the average american you're like working like a full-time job and you don't really have any idea about like policies or like you know what like economic policies are the best for the country like i mean at that point you can't you don't really know what a good policy looks like or what a policy that affects you look like like at that point the only thing you can really do is like pick a guy that you think like you like and hope that he has your best interest in mind wait what what you said actually just like i actually just really resonated with me so i actually i actually really like andrew yang and the reason why is uh like so I like obviously I know about some of his policies and stuff like he has UBIs and things but the biggest reason why I like him is cuz I feel like he actually thinks like a debater and uh for me like I, at first I was thinking hey like my debate perspective like shaped how I uh think about political candidates and how like rigorous this guy is <clears throat> actually thinking about policies when he's trying to implement them but I feel like what I'm, what I'm actually just looking for, rather than just actually looking for his some of his policy, looking at all his policies, I mean, like, I actually, I mean, I wouldn't like him if I didn't agree with some of his policies, but I just, like, I just looked for a shortcut as to the way he is, and I think he's, like, a debater, and then that is why I like him. Yeah. Well, actually, I think that's, like, a pretty good transition into just, like, what's going on right now, because I think the biggest thing on, like, in terms of, like, world news right now is probably the Iowa caucuses and how much of a shit show they are 
and uh like i don't know you guys want to talk about that yeah. <laughs> want to talk about iowa yeah, I, mean, huh? uh, I, I guess okay so so that being said i think we're gonna we're gonna have a new re- reoccurring segment on this podcast that Cobb is going to introduce yeah, right so now. Yeah, this is like just like a current event style update type of thing. It's going to cover every sort of major topic. This can be like politics, economics, like entertainment, sports, whatever. So the biggest things that I saw this week. So in politics, first we had the starting at the beginning of the week, we had State of the Union, and I'm not going to get into actual speech. I'm just going to talk about the funniest thing that happened. So at the beginning, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, tries to shake Trump's hand. Trump denies the handshake. He just, like, turns away. And she's just standing there looking at her hand. And she posts a tweet about it saying that she's always willing to extend the hand of friendship and her party's always willing to extend the hand of hand of friendship. And at the very end of the speech, she proceeds to rip up Trump's impeachment speech, or not impeachment, State of the Union speech. So getting very mixed signals there. A lot of good memes about that. You should look those up. We should we should post those, talk about those more. State of the Union happened. Then the next day was the uh, impeachment trial. Trump got acquitted, obviously. No witnesses. Was it fair? Was it not? That's up for you to decide. But fact of the matter is he's staying in the office. He did not get impeached. Then we have the Iowa caucuses. Oh my god, that that was just like a big mess all around. Some people say Bernie won, some people say Pete Buttigieg won. I know it's uh, unclear what really happened there. Uh, I would have to do a lot more research before I could give a definitive answer on who actually won that. Uh, then on entertainment, or you guys have anything to say about that before I move on? I mean, like I think this what probably does. At least, <laughs> I mean... okay. No, I just have a I just have a really funny story that that I read. Apparently, this one woman voted for Pete Buttigieg. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. She thought uh, Pete Buttigieg was straight, and she's like a homophobic person. And then she found out after she voted that he's gay and that he has a husband, and it was just the funniest thing ever. That's all I have to say. <laughs> so you can take it. Okay? <laughs> I mean, like, I thought it was kind of funny that, like, he went through this, like, whole process without knowing he was gay. That just kind of goes to show what we were talking about before. She was voting for the person, not the policies. And she didn't even know. That's true. That's true. I don't know. Like, like, in terms of, like, Iowa, I think it's just, like, a really, really stupid whole, like, like, I was, like, I was, like, so I was waiting for the results, right? And then, like, there's, like, this whole thing about delays. I'm like, all right, uh, what the fuck? I guess he'll come in, like, an hour later. Nope. It's, like, 12, it's, like, 12 a.m. It's, like, midnight. Nothing in. I'm like, all right, I'll go to sleep. I'll wake up, and it'll probably be out. Go to sleep. Wake up. Nothing. I'm like, okay, um, maybe they'll release him by lunchtime. Uh, go to class. Come back. Nothing. And then the Iowa Democratic Party says... They'll release the votes at 5 p.m. 5 p.m. rolls around, and they don't release all of them. They release 62% of them. And it takes them until, I think, either last night or this morning. We're recording on Friday. For them to release all of them. And that is just probably the dumbest thing. I mean, I turn an essay one day late, and it's like, 
10 points off. How many points? <laughs> yeah. 10 points off. Iowa Democratic Party turns in like 62% of their essay, and they're like, I'll get the rest of, you, <laughs> rest of it to you by the end of the week. Yeah, so Bernie ended up winning, right? If I'm not wrong. No, no, no. Um, well, actually, no, it depends on the metric. Um, Bernie won in terms of uh, popular vote, but because Iowa has this weird electoral college site thing, uh, Pete Buttigieg actually came out ahead in terms of delegates. Okay, so it's like pretty close, I guess, then. Interesting. And like turn, turn for the actual votes. Yeah, but now, because the Iowa Democratic Party can't do anything right, apparently there's like errors in the counting, so the National Democratic Party has, counted, has called for a re- recount. So these numbers might not even be final. Wait, last time I saw the numbers also, I like... I mean, obviously, this was a couple days ago. I actually didn't like. I didn't see anything for either either uh, Joe Biden or anybody but Buttigieg, Warren, or uh, Sanders. Like, did did they did Wait, they get anything? Like, I did they get any electoral? Oh, votes uh, I think Klobuchar got like two. No, she got one delegate, which is Klobuchar. you know. Better than zero, which is what Andrew Yang got. Feels bad. Um, I mean, I think the probably the biggest story though is the fact that Joe Biden came in fourth. I mean, like Joe Biden. Yeah, wasn't he? Uh, like, wasn't he leading in polls? Yeah, yeah, no, like nationally he was leading. Um, for the longest time, uh, five thirty-eight had him at like the highest uh, likelihood to like win the whole thing. Uh, I mean, he was basically like the Hillary Clinton of like 2020, like coming in. Everyone just like assumed he would win. Uh, but then Iowa happens and like Joe Biden is just like, he, he done, he dead. Like a poll is coming out for New Hampshire. Joe Biden's in fourth and it looks like he might uh, repeat his Iowa performance. 538 has dropped him all the way down to like, he went from like a 20, I think it was like a two in five chance of winning majority of delegates to uh i think his chances are like something like 12 percent now basically joe basically joe has not had a good week okay yeah that's pretty unfortunate but i also wanted to say something about impeachment i just have like a real quick opinion if you guys want to say stuff too like really quickly uh you guys can talk about it too but about the impeachment so obviously there's massive like uh debate on both sides just because uh, one side, or a lot of people think that uh, the Democrats are just doing it just uh, to just because like they want to get like political points or something, and uh, like that it's uh, on like they it's there's no uh, reason for actually impeaching. It's not like the things that he did wasn't as bad for uh, to be considered for impeachment. And then on the other side, they're like on the Democrat side, they're just like. I guess like really, really emphasizing a lot of things and uh, saying uh, how Trump should be in office. But I just want to give my two cents before, uh, real quick. So I feel like uh, Trump should have been impeached, but he should not have been like as as what happened right now. He shouldn't have been kicked out of office uh, simply because I feel like impeachment's a really strong tool for keeping presidents in check. And I like I don't care if he's a Democrat or Republican. I feel like you just you have to keep presence in check or else uh, bad things like a lot of things and like over abusing power can happen. And if we just like if we keep a precedent of like not impeaching people, uh, 
then I feel that's really bad for like what future presidents might be able to do. And uh, uh, just, yeah. And so that, so at the end of the day though, I don't, I don't think that what Trump did was as so much to be considered to be kicked out of office, but just the fact that he got impeached doesn't mean that he's obviously going to be kicked out of office and that like impeaching more often uh, when presidents do stuff that be, is considered bad, is I feel like is a good practice, just because just to keep him in check. I mean, I don't know if like he should have been removed, but I definitely think we should have heard from like people like John Bolton and uh, Mike Pompeo, because I mean they really knew what was going down, and like we we didn't hear from any of them. So I think that that means yeah, that's also question. true. I've I've yeah, I've heard that. Uh, obviously, when I was reading about stuff. Uh, it's just the Democrats did a really bad job in the impeachment. Like, if, uh, either not going to court or something, or not getting more testimony. I mean, yeah, that's weird. I mean, obviously the Republicans weren't very cooperative, but also, like, what do you expect? Um, I mean, I... <laughs> yeah. Except the, the, I remember one surprising thing is uh, Mitt Romney, who, no, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Mitt Romney who voted to, uh, yeah, that was, that like, was take Mitt. Trump out of office. Was the first first. Uh, person to vote mm -hmm. against party lines in impeachment yeah, yeah I mean, but yeah, yeah so i'll just play devil's advocate here for a second so lincoln back in the civil war actually did something that was specifically against the constitution right in order to gain uh like power for the union in order to make sure that the union wins he took actions that were specifically against the constitution and was not impeached because the Cong because like Congress knew it was for more effort. So that begs the question, if the president has good, in this goes back to like the more general thing that Pernay was talking about of trying to keep presidents in check, right? And very general, not specific to Trump yeah. at all. But do you guys think that if it's for a good effort, like Lincoln had a good intention for against the constitution and he did it, should they still be impeached? Uh, for me? Uh, just I just feel like obviously just you you have to it doesn't matter as long as they're overstepping their bounds uh, they have to be impeached just because like the idea of good intentions is very it's hard, it hard to determine a good thing for the union uh, like that what is actually good. A good thing yeah yeah it ended up being good thing but in, in that case I feel like he could have been impeached but he would not have been removed from office and that would have been like a fine should have, well, see you like, think he should have been impeached I mean, I don't know 100 percent exactly like what he did. Order. It was like a... If if he over if he overstepped if he overstepped the bounds of the presidential office, he should have been impeached. But yeah, it, it wasn't been overstepping. Been it was directly against the Constitution, and Congress told him, "Don't do it." But he's like, "No, screw you! I gotta win this war." And like, war power is going to buy the Constitution. He's like, "Yeah, I'm doing it." And they he did it, and it ended up being like really important to win the war. So it was a really minor thing. It was like one of these like cor uh, uh, Corpus Mendeus or something where you have to like hold some guy prisoner it's some weird weird uh prisoner. yeah no yeah. basically he i think he he went in and arrested some newspaper editors who were saying that like uh like the south should win the war or whatever um but i mean i think that like ultimately it's up like the constitution gives a lot of like flexibility to congress for impeachment and like really i don't think there's any like one rule where you could say like the president should be impe impeached or not impeached. I think it's really up to Congress. 
Well, I think regardless, okay. the witnesses still should have spoken because there's clearly like they have something to hide if they don't yeah. want any witnesses. Yeah, no, involved. I agree. Like I don't know, I don't know how that's okay to just be like, nah, we don't need any witnesses. Imagine if that happened in just a regular court and they were like, no, there's no witnesses, you can't do this. Like, it would be so obvious that something is happening and that there is some sort of someone is at fault there. It just amazes me how they can get away with these things over and over again. So you, like whether or not he should have been acquitted is like not what I really care about. My issue is just with the fact that no witnesses were able to speak. Yeah. All right. So on to a more lighter and far more important note, entertainment news: There is a new director for Doctor Strange Two. The director uh-huh. of the Spider-Man trilogy, the director of the original Spider-Man trilogy in the, the early two thousands, Sam. Oh shit. Yeah, I know. He was in talk with Disney. Huh. He's now supposed to be the new director. So that- I thought that was just a meme. Huh? I thought that was just a meme. That, that, a meme. Is a little good thing. It is not oh, confirmed, shit. but it is very, very likely. That begs the question, Isn't this since supposed to this be- movie is called Multiverse of Madness, and it's supposed to introduce alternate versions of characters, will he do something special to at least reference his old work with Spider-Man? Or transition to, like, a Spider-Verse something. I mean, I think he would be insane not to. I mean, come on, like, Raimi memes is alive and well on Reddit. And, I mean, people still love the original Spider-Man trilogy. Like, personally, it's not my cup of tea. Like, I prefer, uh, like, the Tom Holland version and, like, uh, Spider-Verse myself. But, like, I know a lot of people who grew up with, like, the original Spider-Man trilogy and still love those movies. Even three to an extent, even though it was kind of the worst one. Um, I mean, like, at that point, Sam Raimi has got to put in, like, some kind of reference. I mean, at, at the very, like, at the very least a cameo, if not, like, a whole scene in, like, his own, in the, in the Raimi-verse or whatever you want to call it. You know what is good, though, with multiverses? There, there's an opportunity to see... People force flying all over the place. What? It's not going to be. It's not going to be a multiverse between two different, so- like two different universes. Okay. Maybe, maybe we see Spider-Man force flying everywhere, and you know what? I would be a very happy boy after that. I would go back and whatever the director's name is, I would pray to this man every single day, just because he gave me force flying. But either way, either way, isn't is isn't this movie is supposed, supposed to be, be Marvel's first horror movie? I thought that was New Mutants. New Mutants uh, is not actually part of the MCU, as it's like a common misconception because now it is being produced by Disney, but it is, they have very specifically stated this is not part of the MCU. It was a film that was in development when uh, Sony was acquired by Disney, and they are going to finish it out, but it is not part of the MCU. Mutants are not in the MCU yet. Actually, uh, I just want to like, break in just for a second yeah sure i want to ask you cobb because like i know you're like a marvel super fan here um what do you think about wandavision just because like it seems like a really it is a weird concept and i don't really know what it's about actually like entirely yeah so it's a really really weird thing marvel's taken huge risks in the past i mean they literally put a talking twig and raccoon on screen and it made billions of dollars or millions that's fair so it is a risk for them but i think it is the right direction because WandaVision is supposed to set up Multiverse of Madness, uh, Multiverse of Madness, because 
uh, Scarlet Witch is the connection between the two. I mean, like, what is WandaVision, yeah. though? WandaVision is supposed to be, like, a uh, sort of a satire of, like, a 50s sitcom where Vision's the dad, Wanda's the mom. <clears throat> they're, they have children. If you didn't see the TV spot from the Super Bowl, there's spoilers here, but we see Wanda in a wedding dress, we see Wanda pregnant, and we see two babies spit out the pacifiers from the cribs. The Wanda and Vision in the comics did have children together, uh, but... And that, that turned into its whole other comic line. But in the MCU version, Vision is dead after Thanos ripped out the Mind Stone from his body. So... Up in the chat. Yeah, it's from his head in Infinity War. So my theory is one of two things is happening in this show. Either one, it's an alternate version of Vision, which ties into the whole multiverse of madness and... Obviously, Wanda and her have Wanda and him have some sort of uh, connection, so they start a family together in one of their dimensions, probably the six one six, the common MCU dimension, or it's Wanda going absolutely crazy because we all know she's like a psychic, has psychic powers, and she was so torn up about Vision's death that she's created this whole illusion in her mind where she and Vision raises a family, and she's in all these different costumes, and she's imagining what her life would have been. Vision was still there and alive. So I think those are my like, two leading theories at the moment. They could both be completely wrong, but this is just what I think. Not gonna lie, I kind of like the idea that Wanda's just gone batshit insane. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, she's super powerful. A mind like that going crazy and creating this whole type of thing, that that's insane. Well, I sort of think Wanda is such a dope superhero. Her powers are just insane. The scene from Endgame was hilarious, too. And it's just like, who are you? And I was like, you're about to get messed up, my dude. <laughs> and he did. Yeah, yeah. On that, like, I, I, I read something about saying, showing how... I think it was actually not red. I, you know, you guys know yeah. Mr. Sunday. Uh, he's, a, he's a YouTuber. I, I know Cobb knows for sure. I, 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 I might. I yeah, might. But he, essentially, he does, he does like... He does trailer <laughs> breakdowns and a whole whole bunch of things, and uh, a lot of Marvel stuff, obviously too. But uh, I just remember he he said like in some interview or something uh, with 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 some sort of Marvel person like they're this in this Wandavision stuff they're exploring how like Wanda gets like really more powerful like we actually see more of her powers into like multiverse and uh, just like her actually use stuff to like. The fullest for a capability. She's gonna be OP as hell. So we're actually gonna see her like go. Yeah, like, Damn. I mean, in the comics, she's secondary to Doctor Strange. Like Doctor Strange is more powerful, uh, but she can also like open up portals to other dimensions. She can. She has the energy blast, obviously. In the comics, she's immune, the daughter of Magneto, but she's still super powerful. However, going on your point about how she's like so OP, Jet, Kevin Feige himself came out and said that. Wanda is the most powerful superhero in the MCU over Captain Marvel. So she is super OP. She is the most powerful hero. Yeah, I mean, like, my question overall, though, is, uh, like, wh who are the new characters that Marvel's bringing in? Because a lot of these, like, shows, a lot of these movies seem to be using, like, characters we've already seen before. Like, basically, uh, everybody left from Endgame, and, like, even some people they're basically bringing back to life, like Loki. And, like, at that point, like, I just don't know, like, who they're bringing in for the next phase. Yeah. Like, so, who's going to hold up the cast? Really quickly to answer that, there are, Marvel has released 
their little uh, template of what they're setting up. They do have Blade. They have Fantastic Four on the line. And they have Disney Plus series of Moon Knight, She-Hulk, and Miss Marvel all supposed to be entering. And they have the Eternals coming out. So there are new characters. They have Shang-Chi also. They have a lot of new characters that are coming into the, the world that I think can carry it. Probably going to go like a new Avengers, Secret Avengers type of thing. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, isn't Shang-Chi, he's like, he's like the first Asian lead yeah. role in Marvel? New Asian, mm. like yeah, original Marvel Asian superheroes. Played by Andrew Yang. <laughs> That'd be kind of dope. <laughs> He'd be force flying all over the place. <laughs> He'd be like, "This is I'm really gonna vote for him now." Okay. Either way, uh, this is like a real quick thing, I guess, to close off the Marvel stuff. So, I your top, I'd say top three. Rank your top three Marvel superheroes. Ooh. And also, we can do DC too. In terms of power, uh, or just who we like. Uh, just who you like. Okay, I'll go first. So, ooh. Ooh, my top two is like super close between Spider-Man and Iron Man. Those are definitely my top two. Like, I don't know who I rank above each other, but if I'm going by like who I would like to be, I would like to be Spider-Man probably over Iron Man. So, I'll say Spider-Man number one, Iron Man number two. Ooh, number three is tough, but, ooh. I do think it's going to be Thor. Number three is probably Thor. Just limiting ourselves to MCU characters here, right? So, uh, yeah, I mean, you can also do a DC yeah, for, for MCU list if you want. It's, it's definitely Thor. Yeah. Thor is so OP, and he has such good character development throughout. I just really attach on to his character. I really like what they did with his character. What about you, Dad? I mean... I don't know. I have some very strong opinions about which characters he likes. So, oh no, go and then. Uh, my opinions aren't actually that strong on this on this front. Like one really? of the few areas where I lack a very strong opinion. Um, honestly, number wow. one, I would probably hand to Captain America, and I know he's not like the strongest hero, but like just from the MCU, like I love the idea of just like a character that's just kind of like ripped out of his life and like out of his time and like everything he knew like put into this like new foreign era and like he has like nothing to hold on to except for like his values and even then or like they're challenging like winter soldier which is like quite frankly probably like my either my number one or number two in terms of like my favorite marvel movies um number and like i i love that like they brought like his like um his his kind of arc back to like a fitting end and end game i thought yeah um, number two, I would probably give to um, Peter Quill, and I know that people are gonna like. There's gonna be like, I know people would disagree with me on that, but honestly, I think he is probably the most. <laughs> How can you disagree with your own? Writing? I said no. I know people would disagree <laughs> with me. Other, other people. Yeah, oh, I'm okay. not gonna disagree with myself, Renee. That's it's not how opinions work. <laughs> I was really confused for a second. You're all Renee. But yeah, I mean, like, I think, I think, like, honestly, I think Peter Quill is probably like the most human, uh, like Marvel character, just in terms of like the vulnerabilities he has, and like, honestly, I mean, I I kind of get like the decisions he makes a lot of the time, even though like they're not really good ones or smart ones, but like I kind of get them. That's what makes him interesting to me as a character. Um, number 
three. Uh, honestly, Korg. I love Korg. There's like there's like nothing. There's nothing else that needs to be like. Come on. He is good. He is good. Amen. <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, it was it was Taika Yeah, Wattini no, I love Taika Waititi. So I guess for me, my favorite. I was actually gonna roast Noah for picking Captain America, but then Noah did really good analysis as to why Captain America is like a super <laughs> sick character, and I was like, shoot. Yeah, that's right. So I I gotta agree. I bring the warranty. His analysis is just too good. Like, it's, it is a very cool arc, even though I personally am not, like, the biggest fan of Cap. Uh, my favorite is Doctor Strange, just because I used to, and I still kind of do magic, and just magic being real is just the coolest thing to me. And his cloak looks cool. In his hair, he has, like, that one gray streak, like, hello? Like, daddy? Okay. Um, but regardless... Uh, my second and third would probably have to be Spider-Man and Iron Man. It, that's kind of hard to choose. I really relate hard to Peter Parker just being confused and, and talking <laughs> stupidly like Renee and I time. sort of do. But, How did uh, Black Panther yeah. not make your Spider-Man... list? Oh, shoot. I forgot about Black Panther. Actually, Ooh. yeah, probably Black Panther's number three. Just look <laughs> on it forever. So I think it's Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, Black Panther. And I remember at the end of Infinity War, I was devastated. Yeah. I was like, the three favorite characters I had in the MCU were just ripped away from me. No, I mean, like, All right. can I just say real quick that I think yeah. that, like, the kind of, like, father-son relationship they built up between Iron Man and Spider-Man was probably, like, my favorite part of the MCU. Yeah, like, that was, honestly, like, that was, was so Yeah, good. just, that like, out of all. Really I also really like the, like the relationship between Iron Man and Captain Powerful. America. Really oh, good yeah. Relationship. Like, I think we can all agree that, like, the characters, like, as strong as they were, like, in the MCU, like, we're just, like, built so much more, like, through the relationships they have with each other, and, like, they... They like built built those up through the movies. Talking about OP characters, a oh. couple. Of... Well, no, no, no. We still, oh, we yeah, still. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Really. Okay. Uh, I'm actually gonna do both because I, I actually like a lot of DC uh characters. Uh, so first, I would say is Captain America, just because he's just he's just he's just a man. I agree. And and there he's just like he's just a man among all these people who like. Fucking Wanda can force fly. She can do that. But, and there's like, <laughs> among these people who can do like insane things. He's just a man, just just living his life, trying to do the best he can. And even then, like, everyone still respects yeah, him and stuff. He is and then a second, man. Doctor Strange. Like, he is cause... a man. I'm like, oh my god, Chris Evans. Ooh. He is a man. Yeah. But, <laughs> okay, no, you should calm down. It's okay. <laughs> He's... Okay, well, my, sec- my second my second was Doctor Strange, obviously, because magic. Just because magic. I do Pretty the magic. And I magic. And we do the magic. Yeah. Uh, and then third one is... Shoot, I forgot. Oh, I like MCU Thor. I don't like uh, not, like, not... I don't like, like, Marvel Comics Thor. I like MCU Thor. Just because uh, Chris Hemsworth... Like, I feel like he just oh, he's yeah, just a, such a good Thor. Another! Uh, he, like, he's, he's comical... But he, at the same time, like, he can also actually, he, like, he do, like, act. And he's also, like, very good looking, too. And the, and the way they did pick Thor in 
uh, maybe other animated stuff or other than comics. He just he he just looks like a, like a mindless brute. Like that's that's what I feel like he is. Oh, but in MCU, character. he's like he I feel like he's a, like a, a legitimate character. Yeah. But also also in DC, uh, I just want to say, uh, so I have a bunch of a bunch of a bunch of fair characters. Obviously, Batman, Superman, not because of the figureheads, but just because their their like development over uh, not 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 just in the movies, but even in the comics and everything. Like their development have just been so good. If you look look at it, accumulative everything. Uh, like the Batman trilogy, obviously. I also really really like Man of Steel, the first Superman movie in the DCU. Uh, this is not many people liked it. If you look at Rotten Ooh. Tomatoes, it doesn't do very well, but I, that, this is Man of Steel is actually one of my most favorite movies Wait. of all time, just because I I, don't, I feel like can it's I, so underrated. Just, like the actual development they did do for him is is so good. Can I just say like Man on the topic of the DC universe, uh, having seen Witcher, I now believe that Henry Cavill Henry Cavill would have made like a better Batman than he would have a yeah. Superman. And like I don't know I if agree. you agree with me on that. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, we I, all I, agree. I, I, yeah, I think yeah, he would he would make a pretty good Batman. Uh, I mean, also I I also like the current Batmans. Just hey, uh, the, the ones that weren't the best Batman. Lego Batman is one of the, he's my he's in my top two Batman. <laughs> <laughs> no, we all agree on that. We all agree on that. <laughs> yeah, Lego Batman honestly might be best ten out of ten. Batman. But uh, I think MCU is generally better, and I just love how they started everything with Iron Man and then. It appropriately also ended with Iron Man at the end of Endgame, a fallen hero. And uh, speaking yeah. of fallen heroes, oh, man. Kobe Bryant Great passed away uh, in a helicopter really, crash really smooth in California. I mean, I I would in that entire day I was just in shock. Like I was just so sad. It, I'm still like happy with Kobe Bryant just because I thought I'd see him in the basketball scene for so long, and now he's just gone, along with like his daughter. Yeah, it's just so horrible. It just hurts to even think about. I mean, uh, so for me, actually, so when I first heard it, I wasn't, I wasn't like super sad. I was just really surprised. I don't know. It just feels so weird having someone uh, so iconic. Like e- e- even if he he's just like he's a sports player, like he's very very iconic. He's like done a couple of good. He's done a lot of good things, and he's probably inspired a lot of people too. But uh, I, I just, it just feels so weird just having someone oh so iconic just like pass away. I don't know. Like I like honestly like the hardest part for me was like learning about his daughter, and like honestly I I hadn't really followed the uh, basketball too too hard. I hadn't really like followed like I knew of Kobe right. Like I mean. Even if you don't follow basketball at all, like you, you gotta know like the the like the whole meme. But I mean, like just like learning about his daughter and just like seeing like the fact that like she really wanted to like basically grow up and like be him, and like just like I don't know, like that that hurt me a lot more than losing Kobe because like honestly Kobe had a good run, like he he got to like the top of his field and like I don't think anything's gonna take that away. But like come on, like. It all sucks when when people die. It was it was super shocking just because he was so young. Uh, I mean, we're all this is like a tragic thing, obviously, and people are really torn up about it. But did you hear about this Washington Post reporter? Uh, sorry, 
whole Kobe situation. She retweeted an article from 2003. Kobe Bryant was accused of sexual assault. The case just like kind of fell apart. It never really went through, but it was the evidence was fairly clear that he committed like the crime. But he never really like scrutinized for it. This was before the whole like feminist really? Me Too type of movement. He was never really scrutinized for it. And so she retweeted this article and said, like, remember, like, these, although he did, like, a lot of good things, like, he's still a person, he still did bad things, like, he's not a saint type of thing, he's not a god, right? And then she got uh, put on administrative leave by the Washington Post after she retweeted that article. He sent her an email saying that your tweets don't align with our views and make the Washington Post look bad. So if you keep, like, tweeting like that, we're, we're going to put you on leave. And then she retweeted that email, and she got put on administrative leave. Do you guys think that was the right decision? Uh, she was eventually rehired after the backlash from it. From, yeah, because people oh, were like, you can't do that. This is like a freedom of speech thing. Like, just because her views don't align with yours, you can't fire her, right? So my question for you guys is, do you think she should have been fired for retweeting that article? Um, uh, that's tough because like she retweeted it I, I don't know it's like he passed away right and he, even if you want to be like he wasn't a perfect human being like no human was perfect but that doesn't mean like we should just speak ill of him after they died like he still did good things and it's just I don't know sometimes you just kind of have to move on uh, I guess. For, for me I, I feel like it's uh, she probably should have just done it at a different time uh, like that, that probably that was not the time to do it. Um, like uh, I, I, I would have been perfectly fine if she like waited a couple of more days, maybe or maybe in a week, and uh, talked about it too. At the same time, like uh, maybe we can talk about this later. But I just had this really interesting thing when people get like fired or put on leave or something and rehired for stuff like that. Like they go against their company, but the company still keeps them. Like, isn't that just so weird? It's like they're going at the company. Everybody knows, like they just like attack the company, but they're still working there. I feel that's so weird. Yeah, I mean, like I don't really, I don't really know, like if she should have been fired. Like, I definitely don't think that she should have like tweeted that out. Like, that's not necessarily because I think like people should just forget the bad things that Kobe did. Like, definitely something like sexual assault is not something that should be just swept under the rug. But I think at the point where like people are like, people who, like, genuinely, like, looked up to Kobe and, like, and people who Kobe inspired, at the point where, like, they're grieving and remembering him, I think people have to remember that they're not, they're not honoring things like sexual assault or anything like that. They're, they're honoring the good that Kobe did. They're honoring, like, the inspiration he gave to people and, like, trying to, like, cut in and um, basically say, like, you shouldn't be like honoring this person like look how bad he was i think kind of it it cheapens their grief and their like the like inspiration that they felt as much as it dishonors like the memory of like the person who passed i mean i think the time was definitely inappropriate yeah but at the same time probably not a fireable offense okay yeah maybe not fireable but you gotta like keep in mind that like his family he just had like a newborn child like the previous year in 2019 and his family is hurting like obviously right after losing both like his wife lost both her daughter and her husband like 
I don't know. I just don't think you should be tweeting things like this, like, right after pretty much a basketball legend has just passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, it's just it's so, not cool. It's not cool. Yeah. Uh, there's someone who did a really, really good, I feel like he did very, very good uh, way of uh, handling the entire issue. Uh, wait, how did I forget? Who was that one late night? Oh, it's for, for Jimmy Kimmel. Yes, Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, I think he did a really good way of addressing it. Like he, he was obviously friends with the guy, and he, they were pretty close. And but at the same time, if you if you like see it, he did this one like memor, uh, memorial yeah, kind of video yeah. for Kobe episode kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? The way he handles it is he he's like he talks about Kobe. He's like Kobe's a very very good person, but at the same time, he also recognizes the fact that he's not trying to. Uh, I guess like memorialize Kobe and say that he's like such a really really good person. He 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 even said this like there's some things that Kobe did that he were he was person that he did some like bad things maybe, and uh, and so I feel like that was a really good way of handling it. And, and the fact that like even though they were really close and really good friends, he's still recognizing uh, he's still like honoring Kobe, but at the same time he's also recognizing yeah, so that he's speaking of sports legends. Tom Brady. Tom Brady has now announced that he is not retiring. He is staying in the NFL. The team that he plays for, oh however, God. is still up for debate. He's been in talks with yeah. the Patriots. He's been in talks with the Raiders. Uh, there's a chance he goes to Tampa. There's a chance he even comes to the Cowboys and plays as the quarterback. Tom Brady's back in. Yeah. He's going to win that seventh Super Bowl. He's I not going to retire until he wins the seventh Super Bowl. Tom, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's gonna have a heart attack and die <laughs> on the field. <laughs> hey, man, he's gonna Brett, be eighty Brett playing Favre out there. And someone's just gonna like tickle him. He he's gonna be like fifty or sixty <clears throat> or something. Okay. Wait, is Brett Favre the one they made that video, that movie about? About no, like, I don't think sure they, they made a lot of I, movies about a lot but, of people. And then the one other really important <laughs> sports news is today, February the seventh. There was a really important tennis match going on, the match in Africa. The first, it's, it's the sixth one in the series, but it's the first one to actually be played on African soil. And it's between Federer and Nadal to raise money for charity. But preceding that match, they had a very interesting doubles match between Nadal and Trevor Noah, the host of The Daily Show, versus and Bill Gates. <laughs> They played a doubles match, and it, they played a doubles match. I don't know what happened, yeah, what happened, but it was the most attended tennis event in the history of tennis. Fifty thousand people actually went in there. <laughs> what was it actually? Fifty thousand. I mean, that's so sad. Fifty thousand people. So I mean, sad and so funny at the same time. I mean, fuck, time. dude. I would pay you shit ton of money to watch Bill Gates play tennis. Okay, that is true. <laughs> Bro, just imagine. Funny, you like, know how everyone more than the sport playing tennis, <laughs> like, they like, like scream every time they hit like the ball, dude. Imagine Bill Gates, bro, he's just like <laughs> Xbox One, Microsoft Word. Like honestly, and then you got Trevor Noah just doing stand-up comedy. Honestly, Bill Gates would probably just like throw wads of money at his opponents just to like distract them. <laughs> is it the ball or is it money? You'll never know. I that. I feel like that's kind of funny because usually, so with a lot of these things, you have like sports people going into sports or like, uh, I guess like popular culture people going into other field, like going into other things and doing things there. 
that uh, make those areas popular. Uh, and, but now we have like random people just going into tennis, which is a sports place where I assume like there were, since it's like Federer's playing and like other people are playing too, like a lot of people are going to be going either way. But no, like just because Bill Gates is playing now, they're, they're just like all of a sudden there. Everyone's just come to see what happens. Yeah, that's true. Definitely. I mean, tennis is. I I think tennis is like a really great sport. But super. I think the Super Bowl is really fun to watch, especially that halftime show. Uh. uh <laughs> yeah. No. I don't know if I would characterize yeah. that. No, dude. I was watching. I was watching it with my family. And I yeah, I didn't even watch the like, Super Bowl this year. I think I mean, it was ba- honestly. Cobb, <laughs> so you're probably better off. No, nah, no, nah, go back and watch it. It was basically softcore <laughs> porn. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. There's this one meme about Madonna I saw. Something about her. Be- oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, how she was the most open player on the Ooh. field. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Either That's way, good. yeah. What, what what were you guys? Uh, I I know for sure what my favorite halftime show is. Wait, all the halftime shows you watch, what is your favorite? One? Might be this one. Okay. Really? <laughs> okay, no. I actually don't remember. My, my halftime favorite show halftime yet. show was probably the one last year because that was the one where like the internet was like play sweet victory from SpongeBob. Oh uh, yeah, that, that was good. That was good. Yeah, yeah they played good. it, and then the SpongeBob actually. Came. Well, okay, so my, my favorite one, which I feel like most wholesome but all-rounded good one, was Katy Perry's. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, Left Katy Shark. Perry's oh, man. Oscars. I mean, uh, halftime oh, show. Oh, man. I actually, thought, I actually thought that was so good. They had, like, a bunch of visuals and stuff. She was she was singing. I, I like a lot of Jith and I or Katy Perry stands. Yeah, we, we love Ooh. it. We out here, dude. Straight up. Because, baby, Brene, you're, you're my firework. Thanks, We're both straight and available <laughs> on the market. Hello. <laughs> okay, well, I guess we can move into our final topic, which is predictions because the Oscars is tomorrow, actually, as the time we're recording this. So, so by the time it's uploaded, I guess I guess like we'll figure out if we're if we're right. You guys or not. can listen to uh, what we... we say and then laugh at how horribly we predicted everything. Yeah, but so we we can only we can only do leading movie, leading actor, uh, leading actress, supporting role if you want to do that too. But yeah, I I I gave I got I sent you guys a list of all the stuff that's up there, right now, and I I guess I can start while you guys look at the candidates and stuff about my predictions. So first, I want to say on leading movies, I think it's very like the most unprecedented thing is Parasite being up on lead best movies. Just because, like, it's not in English. Like, the only English there are is is in subtitles. And the fact that, kind of spoilers, I guess, is not really a spoiler, that one of the kids, uh, one of the main characters is trying to act as an English teacher. But, like, I think that's just, like, really unprecedented that we have a foreign film, pretty much, that is the best movie. That being said, uh, I, I didn't watch everything. I haven't watched Jojo Rabbit or Joker. For some reason, f- fucking fish, we just never went to Joker. Uh or Little Woman either, but I for my favorite and my predictions are either Marriage Story or Parasite. I'm gonna be honest, this year has really made me realize how dependent I am on Marvel to just pump out a constant amount of movies. 
so I have an excuse to go to the theater because I did not go to see any movies this year. Yeah, yeah, like, but yeah, I, I mean, like, really. Well, so another another really interesting thing is that uh, a lot of the really really good movies that are coming out right now, like Irishman and Marriage Story and stuff like that, both of them are Netflix movies, like Netflix, like sponsored produced yeah. movies. Yeah, that's like, pretty strict competition. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in terms, yeah, Cobb Cob yeah, and I were so actually talking I about this earlier. Wanna, so right now, Disney stuff? Plus is just starting off. It's just blooming. They got some success with the Mandalorian, but over the next couple of years, I think Disney Plus is going to overtake Netflix for a couple of reasons. First is because after Disney's like contracts with other providers like Hulu and Netflix end, those movies go to Netflix or to Disney Plus. And once Disney Plus starts pumping out these like high production shows, like the Mandalorian season two and all the Marvel Disney Plus shows, everybody's going to be transitioning to Disney Plus. Everybody who wants to understand the Marvel movies is going to have to buy Disney Plus and watch these TV shows. If you don't watch the TV shows, you're not going to understand the movies. That takes a huge part of the fan base, or like the whole movie watching base in the United States and puts them on Disney Plus. And I don't think that people will be paying for Disney Plus and Netflix at the same time. I think they're probably going to like pick one or the other. I think in the next couple of years, Net, uh, Disney Plus is probably going to take overtake Netflix. Uh, Netflix is—they've really got to get on this, like producing high-quality movies if they want to stay alive. Yeah. So yeah, this is what I, I was also getting like in terms of TV shows. Uh, I mean, Netflix actually does have a lot of good TV shows. They're not uh, comparable to like the Marvel. It just—I feel like Lord. I don't know. It just—I haven't. I haven't. Uh, so, in terms of, like, popular culture, like, Marvel is just, like, overtaken a lot. I mean, Netflix does have a lot of good stuff. I can't is remember. Is it a Netflix exclusive uh, Netflix yeah, show? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they, so, they, 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 they do have a lot of, they do have a lot of shows. Like, there's Black Mirror, there's uh, Sex Education, I think. They, there, there's, that, that was really good. There's a, they haven't put a season two yet, it's coming, but it's, that, that, that show is actually really good. Uh, so, they do have a couple of TV shows, but I think the where they're getting into niche right now for Netflix specifically, is, is they're just getting really good movies out there. Like last year, they started, I guess, with Roma, and that that I feel I think that was the first Netflix produced show that was on yeah, Oscar. Yeah, the like, future is in making high production movies, not in like hosting like TV shows and things like that. I think Disney's going to overtake them there. Yeah. But yeah. my prediction yeah. for uh, so my prediction for we'll best see. movie is uh, either Jojo Rabbit. I, or Jojo. I, I just I think out of all those movies, those were probably oh. the best. I if I have to go like I don't know, they're both really really good. But if I have to predict which one the like Academy's gonna give it to, it's probably gonna be Jojo Rabbit. I, mean, well, I, I, I no, would I not be surprised I if it's Jojo, but uh, I think Jojo Rabbit is I don't know. I just like it. I'm, Noah, do you have a strong opinion I have on this? no idea. I have not seen any of these movies, but I do know one thing. No. is that we're out of time. we got to wrap this up. Yeah, <laughs> no, what, what is this? You're lacking in oh, strong opinion. talking about no, shit what, I don't it, know anything about, okay? Oh, yeah, my God. but uh, Noah is right <laughs> I, for the first time in his life. Thanks. We are out of time. Uh, he does have a strong opinion about this, at least. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so thank you for listening to our podcast, Stating the Obvious, where we are four college students with too many opinions and not enough brain cells. I was your host, Viswa, and these are your three terrible, terrible contestants. Why do you get to be the host? I want to be the host. Thanks.
Thanks for listening to our podcast today. I hope it wasn't lame. We started out the coronavirus, and we ended with Irish Man on Netflix. We talked about the MCU, and it was pretty fun, at least for us. There was a lot of questions about morality. You could drink a lot of tea and look smart while listening to us. We're not having. We're trying our best. We're not having a very good time trying to rhyme. planet lot of taters from there Cobb talks he Talk. talked so long so long <laughs> he gave he took up so much time so much time and he didn't even pay us a dime cause, no we're, cause we're not sponsored we're not getting money poor boys I don't even have enough money to spend on some honey I know some stuff for my honey. No honeys. <laughs> they're, they're not existent. Bags of Taco Bell. Nacho fries are bad. So I suggest that all of you head to the nearest one and grab yourself a snack. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeet.